What's going on, guys? James Camacho here. This is Kicking It with Camacho. Before we get into the podcast, I do want to make an announcement. I am shooting my stand-up comedy special. My first, my intro, my introduction, my cherry-popping comedy special, July 28th at the Leonard Nimoy Talia Theater at Symphony Space. It's the longest name to a theater ever. They literally had they when I was signing paperwork to rent out the place, they literally had it in the contract that I have to call it the Leonard Nimoy Talia Theater at Symphony Space when I want to promote it. It's ridiculous. But it's a beautiful theater. I'm doing two shows, 7 p.m., 9:30 p.m. at the Leonard Nimoy Talia at Symphony Space in New York City, July 28th. Get your tickets at jamescamacho.com or symphonyspace.org. I got two cameras. I don't know which one I'm looking at. <laughs> I think this is the main one. That's the, the bitch one. Um, please get your tickets. Come support me. These uh, This theater seats about 100-ish people, maybe 120, depending on where we're going to put the cameras. And uh, I would love to sell it out and have some hot shows. Don't know where I'm going to put it yet. We're going to try to sell it. But uh, I'm a nobody with 55 followers, and I'll probably end up putting it on YouTube. But that's all that matters. I just want people to see it. Come out. I got seven hours of material that I got to figure out how to cram into 45 minutes. Um, it's going to be a good night. Now on with the podcast. Full disclaimer, people. Um, I've been talking a lot of shit lately. I've been saying I'm going to do a sneaker podcast. I, w- I had my high school yearbook podcast. I have my podcast with my girlfriend, and I'm just I'm just getting it out. I'm gonna I'm gonna get in front of it. You know I don't want to lie. I don't want to cover up because then I'm gonna be the not the real me. Um, p- high school podcast is gone. That's been dead. That's been shot in the face like uh, old Yeller for for centuries now. Um, the sneaker podcast. I think we're gonna have to go kaput with that. Not to say I'm not gonna do sneaker content. Um, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to combine kind of what I used to do at the end of the I'm Just a Kid podcast where I was doing kind of solo cast. I'm going to combine the solo cast with t- some sneaker stuff and um, obviously the Mixed Mutt podcast. We're still doing that, but you know, Shivani is a PhD neuroscientist. She's very busy. Her schedule is insane. She's out trying to cure the, you know, AIDS and stuff. So uh, we were supposed to shoot a podcast today, but she had work stuff come up and um, she can't make it. And, you know, as uh, frustrating as it is, because I want to get an episode out to you guys, you know, this is her PhD and, you know, she's not having fun. She's she said she's going to be, you know, she was supposed to come home at like three. Now she doesn't know. She'll probably come home at midnight. So. God knows what the hell she's dealing with. But with that being said, I don't think it's fair to the people that are tuning in to the fans to not to to, to deprive them of content. Again, I'm looking at two cameras. Well, I don't know which one we're, we're going to use, but two. What am I saying? Oh, no, we have two cameras, but you guys are here every week and I want to give you content. So. We're going to do Mixed Mutts. We have an episode um, we're going to shoot tomorrow, hopefully. We have some cool guests that are coming up. Those will still come out. 
it's just the consistency and like like having it out every week has been tough. So I'm gonna try to make up for that by doing a kicking it with Camacho every week, guaranteed. How's that sound? That's like a car dealer. It's guaranteed. Gonna run for years, guaranteed. And you pull out the parking lot and the, the wheels fall off. But um, no, I swear to God, like, um, yeah, I wanna I wanna connect with you guys a little more. I wanna I wanna touch your want to touch you so that's kind of like the announcement i got here um mixed months podcast will obviously still be going on but in the meantime every week you will have guarantee podcast with me jimbo camacho so with that being said um in the in the in the spirit of sneaker content um they dropped these jordan one who is this tiana taylor any sneakerheads out here get this shoe, the Tiana Taylor Jordan 1? I don't even know who Tiana Taylor is. Do you guys know who this is? Let's look, look let's Google who Tiana Taylor is. Tiana Taylor. Sounds like um Who who's that lady that got busted in Russia with the weed? Brittany Grinder? Oh, I guess it's not the same thing. Um Tiana Taylor is an American singer, actress, dancer, and choreographer. In 2005, she signed a record deal with Pharrell Williams' Star Trek Entertainment imprint. Afterwards, she choreographed the music video for Ring the Alarm by Beyonce. Okay. So she's a big deal in the hip-hop community. I, I, I've i never heard of her. Um, she had these Jordans. Oh, she's 32. Jesus Christ, man. That's she's a few years older than me. That's the one thing about getting old. Um that's how you know you're getting old. Like it's, it, now it's starting to hit me when like people that are super successful are like your age or younger, you know, like that guy, Anthony Volpe on the Yankees. That guy was born in like what? When was he born? Let's Anthony Volpe birthday. Anthony Volpe, the shortstop of the New York Yankees, 22 years old, born in 2001. And you just you just see that. You just feel your mortality. You just feel like you're, oh, what have I done with my life? I'm like, I'm in my late, tour. I'm, I'm 29, and, and I haven't done shit. I'm, I'm still a loser. You know, I got a, got a sneaker podcast I don't do consistently. You know, it's like, oh, God. I think that's the first realization you're getting old, when people that are younger than you or people the same age as you are becoming gajillionaires, you know, and then you just... You know, you're withdrawing every month from your saving account to pay your credit card bills. Anyone else? Um, happy Gay Pride Month, by the way. Today's the first day of Pride Month. Um, I'm not gay, but I have had um, I've had some weird dreams. Anyways, so she came out with a shoe. Tiana Taylor came out with a shoe. A Jordan 1, I don't even know, Zoom CMFT2. I don't know what the fuck Jordan 1 CFMT2 is. I guess I'm assuming it's just like a Jordan 1 model with the, some different materials. Um, it's a crazy looking shoe, dude. I'll pull up some pictures here. But basically, they're two different sneakers, basically. Like, they have that kind of Chicago um, colorway going on. But one of them has a swoosh with, like, green spikes coming out. I guess that symbolizes a rose. And then the other shoe has this, like, really enlarged swoosh that kind of looks like, you know, you ever see a horror movie where there's, like, a, a scarecrow, like a killer scarecrow? 
It kind of looks like the mouth of a skiller, a skiller, a killer scarecrow. Um, it's a wild looking shoe from Harlem. It says, "Oh, okay. I guess she's from Harlem, which is that speaks to me, man, because I'm in New York. I'm literally twenty blocks away. I should have gotten a pair of these." But yeah, these are these are a little bit. They're kind of like got a Travis Scott thing going on because they're that red with a brown and a crazy looking swoosh. But I don't know. These these are a little bit too much for me in terms of just it looks so wild. Right. How much are they reselling for? Because I it was one of those rare moments where I went on the sneaker app sneaker app randomly. And um, it was right when they dropped. And I was thinking maybe we should cop a pair to try to resell. But then at the time I looked at the resale value, it wasn't too much higher. Let's see. A woman, 11 and a half. Oh, so my size is 11, so I would need a woman, 12 and a half. It's 395. That's that's pretty good. Mm, maybe I should have bought a pair and tried to sell them. That's so fucked up, too. Like, whenever I say I should have bought a pair, that's that's kind of like saying, like, you know, like I should have I should have banged that girl back in high school. You know, that I should I should have went for it with that girl, you know, at the call I cut in college. It's like that's just that's assuming that they want to bang you, you know, like, you know, when you join the sneaker app draw, like you have like a one percent chance of winning. So whenever I go, oh, I should have gotten a pair. It's like it's like, yeah, you would you most likely wouldn't have, you know, even if you had submitted an entry. Um, Yeah, this is just too wild looking for me. I mean, I guess they're kind of cool. Anything that's a Chicago colorway looks pretty neat. I just. I don't know. These were too wild. I passed on them, but seem to have a pretty good resale value. We're, we're looking at three ninety five on CockX. That's what people are trying to sell it for. I wonder how much the what's like the max bid. Who cares? They're weird looking. I passed on them. Um, they dropped this morning, and um, I'm glad I did because goddamn it, with this new special, I'm self producing. I am. Uh, I got. I got no money. I'm looking to sell sneakers. Actually, if you were a ten and a half, eleven, eleven and a half, twelve, hit me up if you want some cool hype sneakers. I am selling a bunch of shit right now. I'm selling some uh, Travis Scott Air Max two seventies, some Jordan one bread toes, um, and other dunks and uh, Jordan retros. If you're interested, hit me up. Um, but yeah, so. I have been um I've been doing well. I've been working on um my uh social anxiety. I realized that I've uh got it pretty bad. And it's one of those things where it's like it it doesn't make sense social anxiety because it's like every time I have something to do like tonight I have to go do a show, right? And then before the show I'm going to go to this comedy club and hang out. And it's like, I know everyone at this club and the, the show I'm doing are booked by people that I'm really f- friendly with, right? But no matter what the situation is, even if it's with friends, I still get this social anxiety. I get this kind of feeling in my stomach where I'm like uh, dreading it. I'm anxious. You know, I got butterflies in me. And the weird thing is, it's like, it's like there's no learned behavior with social anxiety. It's because every time I go to, you know, a comedy club to hang out, or if I go do a show, I have a blast, you know? I see people I know. I get to watch a show. I get to watch people I know that are coming up kill in, in, the, in, in, a, in a club. And then I, 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 I talk. We talk shit about other comics. And I get to do my art. And it's great. 
and it feels good. I feel invigorated from the social anxiety, from the from the spit flying, you know, from the shit talking. Yeah. And and then like the next day, I will feel anxious again about doing the same thing. Isn't it weird? It's like you would think after so many times of having like like positive reinforcement or positive experience that I would actually be looking forward to going out and doing comedy or going out to like social events. This isn't just comedy. This is like even if I have to go hang out with my childhood friends and just go to a bar, drink, and fuck around, I still get this like, ugh, I got to interact with humans. I got to – it's weird, you know? It's like it's like if you touch a hot stove and you go, ah! Like you're not going to touch that stove again. That's like a – because that's a negative reinforcement. But if you touch the stove and, you know, it felt like a pair of tits, you'd be like, oh, why, why, why not? You know, you wouldn't be like, oh, no, I'm not going to go do it again. But that's that's not how social anxiety works. So I've been um, I've been really struggling with that just just because uh, I know it's like, you know, stand up comedy, show business. Um, I mean, most most jobs, if you want to advance, you have to be social. You have to network. You have to know it's all about who, you know. Comedy, especially, like you can't you can't make it in comedy alone. You know, you need people to book you. You need people to help you out. Um, I mean, even in this podcast, it's like, you know, who? Let's not let's not uh you know beat around the bush here. Let's not you know let's be transparent. The last episode we put up, I mean, looks like dog shit. Like it's it's a good it's a good convo. The quality, the content is good. Olga Namir is hilarious. Shivani's hilarious. I'm okay. And uh, we were bullshitting, having a great time, like getting some real conversation. But, you know, like the cameras are cutting out and then the audio goes out. And it's because I'm there's no producer. I'm just like uh, uh, I am the star. I'm the person behind the camera. I'm the editor. I'm the this. I'm the that. I'm the LGBTQ Pride Month gay. You know, it's like I it just um, God damn. What was my point here? You can't be alone. You need help in show business. Right. So. I am like forcing myself to go out to comedy clubs before my sets and mingle, you know, I am forcing myself to go into social situations like, you know, my girlfriend, my girlfriend is, you know, my girlfriend is so popular, dude. She's got friends just in volleyball. She's got friends in science. She's got friends in, um, you know, my asshole and she just got plans all the time. And like, usually she invites me cause she's the best and like this. You know how many times like, no, nah, I'm just going to stay home and like, ah, uh, you know, and it, it, it has nothing to do with like, I don't want to hang out with her or I don't want to hang out with her friends. Um, Because every time I go, I have a good interaction. I drink. It's fun. But I just social anxiety. So I'm forcing myself and it's been going pretty well, man. But it, it is forcing myself like literally like I was doing a spot the other day. I was in this comedy club called Eastville in Brooklyn. I was taking the train up. And on the way, there's a comedy club called Gotham. And, like, the whole train ride to Go- So, okay. So, I was taking the one line from Eastville to my apartment, right? And in the middle is Gotham. And, like, the whole ride from Eastville to Gotham, in my mind, I'm like, why don't I just bail? I could just bail. You know? It's late. I can get home early. I can take a shit. I can eat. I can eat ice cream, go to bed early. Sounds like a good night. And I literally, like, last second when we got to the stop and the, the doors open, I had to, like, force myself to go up. And I had a great time. I went there. I saw a buddy of mine. He hugged me. And, um, yeah, I'm just working on trying to, like, 
face that anxiety because it's just like it's 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 just so weird to me, you know? And like I think about why I think about how this happened. And it's like I think I've talked about this before on the podcast. But, you know, when I was growing up, if I wanted to do any social activities, my mom was like, no, you just got to study. Right. So everything that she wanted me to spend my time with was like advancing my life or advancing my academics. So I guess I just naturally have this weird feeling about hanging out or I get anxious. It's almost like I'm doing something naughty, you know? It's like, you know, going to hang out with friends growing up was almost on the same level as like um, doing, you know, doing drugs, right? You know what I used to do when I was a kid? I used to like uh, smoke cigarettes and shit and I would like literally, when my parents were asleep, I would take the packs and I would go to the side of the house and smoke cigarettes, <laughs> you know? And I, w- I would like, it wasn't even relaxing. It was so stressful because you're just thinking you're going to get caught the whole time, you know? Just, just seeing if anyone's seeing, you know? That's the one good thing about growing up with my dad. My dad didn't give a shit about anything I did, you know? So he would like, I, I feel like he would know I was going out and smoking, but he just didn't care, you know? My dad literally didn't care about anything I did growing up, you know? I'm talking about it more in my act now. Um, but it's like, he literally like never talked to me, never said, how you doing? Never said what's going on. How's comedy? Never, ever. Um, it's kind of sad. Yeah. So I've been working on, on, on social, social anxiety stuff, man. And, uh, it's so crazy that, you know, some, some people are just so good at it. Like, you know, like I see all these pictures on Instagram all the time of these people at the beach. 18 people together I'm like how the fuck you know I see that I, I, I get stressed out you know like that's so many people it's so many people you have to talk to you know I don't know you know Shiv and I I wish she was here because we had a really fun conversation the other day about how um there was a lot of this negative feedback to Chris Rock's recent comedy special selective outrage like it's so funny because like me and her watched it and we we thought it was great. I thought his writing was spectacular. I thought he was edgy. Um, I I would say maybe he was a little bit crazy, kind of a little carried away on the cursing and like and stuff. And it it did kind of seem repetitive. You know, he's literally everything he says he's, he just repeats it eight times. Um, but yeah, would not be funny if he, like if he literally like if there was a version where he didn't repeat sentences it would a special probably would have clocked out like 31 minutes (laughs) but anyways um it's so funny because we were talking about well not funny it was interesting because we were talking about how um after i watched the special i went on twitter to see what the reaction was and it was just like this guy's lost it he's old he's out of touch that was horrific that was uh racist that was transphobic that was just anything any obic that's a trigger word you could imagine and I'm just like, what the fuck are people talking about? How could you watch that and think it sucks? And the thing that drives me so crazy nutty, Professor, is is all the people are like, this is not funny. It's like, dude, funny is subjective, right? It's just weird to me that like, you will see a comedy special where a guy's filming in front of a thousand people, right? Everyone's laughing, dying. And then you're like, this is not funny. I just don't I don't understand that. Even the crowd work clips or the or the stand up clips I post online, I'll be killing in them and someone be like, This is not funny. You suck, get a new job. It's like, you don't think it's funny? Like, do you hear people laughing? So people think it's funny. You think I guess you could think I I, I edited audio in, but it's like 
if you don't think it's funny, that's fine. But for you to just be like, it's not funny, is is psycho shit. That's basically being like, I think this, even though other people think differently. They're all stupid. I'm right. You're wrong. This is the world we live in. My stupid, stupid glasses, you know? And I, I just, like, I was really trying to think about, like, every time I'm watching a comedy special and there's a joke that goes over my head or something I don't understand, everyone's laughing and I'm not, I never go, well, that's not funny. Fuck this. I always sit there kind of like, am I an idiot? Like, I don't, I've never heard of that reference. I don't know what... Did I miss the punchline? What do you got? And I'm like scared if, if I'm with people around me that are laughing. I'm scared to ask because I don't want to seem like an idiot, you know? Or if something's not funny and people are laughing, I always think like, did I miss something? You know? I'm I, so, so, so I feel embarrassed. So it's for most, for other people to be like, it's not funny. Fuck you. I'm right, you're wrong. Eat my balls. That's just crazy to me, you know? And, um,. I feel like that's like the the, the that's like the popular way to not vote. Vote's not the right word. That's the popular way to lean is to be like because because he did jokes about, you know, um, oh, my God, what was that one line that he got in so much trouble for where he's like, I, I grew up black and I was told not to like fight in front of white people or something like that. Man, I'm butchering it. I hope I'm saying it right. He said. My. Parents told me not to fr- fight in front of white people or something, right? And then people were like, oh, he's so racist, so racist. Then he does abortion jokes. Oh, you know, he hates women. Oh, pro-choice, not pro-choice, Chris Rock. And then be like, he's out of touch. It's just like, are you, do you really feel that way? Or are you just saying what's cool? Because that's the popular thing to say, you know? You know? I live in New York. It's like if you say you like Chris Rock special – Outside a comedy club, if you say like Louis C.K.'s last special outside a comedy club, I mean, you literally run the risk of feeling like you are like some Republican, racist, douchebag, homophobic person, you know? Yeah, I don't know. It's weird to like they've done such a good job. It's like if you even complain or try to reason or try to like be logical with all this. (laughs) <laughs> you just feel like you sound like an old school, like, like complainy bigot, you know? Really fascinating how they did that. You're right, I'm wrong. And then if you go, well, no, 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 It's like, you know what? It, it probably is from that, like, compliance. What is that? Silence is violence thing, which is so dumb. Silence is violence. Me doing this? Does that, that hurt anyone? Is there anyone back home like, oh, Jesus Christ. God. Oh, oh, I'm going to have to I'm going to have to call out of work. Oh, oh, man, that was so physical. What he did there. Oh, my girlfriend is silent in bed. I don't come, you know, there's no physical. I made it about sex. Shabani's <laughs> been giving me shit about that recently. Like, oh, your whole act is about sex. It's about sex. You know what the worst part is? A lot of my new material it's about sex. <laughs> She's right. She knows me so well. It's not about sex. It's about a lot, of, a lot of dick jokes, you know. But they're funny. Like, they're well-written dick jokes. I'll never forget. I did a club once. Uh, I used to do this joke about how I went on a date with a girl. And I was so hammered that I had to pee. Um, and then we got an Uber ride. Um, and then we got to her apartment. And the first thing I had to do in the apartment was to pee. And when we got the, the Uber... 
we were like making out in the Uber and then like in the in the hallway of the apartment in the elevator. And then once I got to her apartment, I was like, I had to pee. Um, I went and peed and I got out of the bathroom and then she was totally like changed. She was like, yeah, I just met you on the first night. I can't I can't have sex with you. <laughs> and my punchline was like, I just cock blocked myself with my own cock. Um, I should get a producer here. Maybe they'll laugh at these things so I don't feel like I'm bombing. But that was an old joke I used to do. I never put down an album or anything. Maybe I should try to add it to my next set. But yeah, it's a clever dick joke. A lot of my dick jokes now are clever. And I remember doing that joke once at a club and I get off and uh, I was featuring or something or headlining. No, no, no. I was featuring or hosting. And the headliner, I I was like, uh, I was like, sorry if I was too bur- dirty. And he goes, no, like those those goes good. So yeah, I just you know I feel like I had too many dick jokes. He goes, no, that was that was a good one. That was a clever dick joke. And then I remember thinking like, yeah, like there's levels to everything, you know. Even a quote unquote clean joke can be hack. You know what I mean? It's about the writing. It's not about I guess the the sensitivity of the of the of the subjects we're talking about. But, yeah, Shivy knows me pretty well. It's been a lot of dick jokes lately. But um, I got a good, I got a good, what, like, seven new minutes of dick stuff. And um, I'm starting to work on more personal material now, some cleaner stuff. So hopefully she'll, uh, next time she comes out, she'll be seeing that. It's the worst when the girlfriend sums you up and you want to be like, no, you don't know me. Come on, I'm my own man. And then she's completely right. Ellie, what are you doing? One of the cats is uh, screwing around in front of the cameras. What's up, buddy? Nope, oh, she wants to hang out. I wonder if you guys can see her. Ellie, come here. Ellie, want to say hi? Want to say hi to the to the audience? Your mom and I were supposed to record a podcast today, but she bailed because she's trying to cure cancer. Get in, you have to. Get, she's literally in front of camera, bitch, right now. She's in camera B right now, just just hanging out. Camera B is definitely picking up on this cat action. I swear to God, these cats know, man. They know. You know? It's like Toy Story. It's like, I know I know when I'm gone, our cats are they're, they're doing stuff here. You know? They're like talking and shit. You know? All right. Anyways, we should get a cat cam. You guys know what a cat cam is? It's when you, you put a camera so you can watch if your cats aren't killing themselves. I should get one. I don't know. Maybe I don't want one. It's it's like social media, you know? It's like once you have it, you start checking it every three seconds. Because my girlfriend and I are obsessed with the cats. Like, when we're home, all we do is stare at them. If we're, it'd be the worst if we have a cat cam, and then we have, like, the, the app on our phone where we could look anytime. Dude, we literally would just be out in public, right? Just at dinner, like, oh, what, the, what are they doing now, you know? We wouldn't even be talking to each other. I'd be out with friends, right? Everyone's drinking beers and shit, having a good time. Talking about the talking about the Yankees. What is Aaron Rodgers gonna do this year? And I'm just looking at oh look, my cat rolled around in, in the litter. Woo Alright, anyways. Um I um I I I, 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 I don't know how much of the, the audience is New York City based or lives in New York City. But did you guys hear about this thing? I think it's called the congestion law. Let me Google it real quick so I don't sound like... I already sound stupid. Let me do my... 
attempt to not sound too stupid. Okay, I think it's called congestion pricing. Yes. Yes, congestion pricing. So apparently in Manhattan, as soon as April 2024, they're going to do a thing called congestion pricing, where if you go below, I believe it's 60th Street in Manhattan, you're going to get charged a $23 toll to go past 60th Street in Manhattan. And for those of you that aren't you know, living in New York or New York-based, Below 60th Street in Manhattan is pretty much where the shit is. That's where the theater district is, Times Square, the Village, uh, just just everything that's that's anything. Like all the best comedy clubs are there, all the best restaurants. 60 and above is pretty much um, residential. Um, I think in the 60s, you might have like Juilliard, and then 70s is just residential. I live up in the 90s, and um, yeah, so all the business stuff. Um, is down below sixty, and they want to charge a twenty-three dollar toll for us to fucking go down there in a car, which is uh, yeah, Easy Pass. It'll it'll charge your Easy Pass, which is pretty, pretty wild, you know. I mean, wild is an understatement. It's fucking bananas. Which which is which is which is more intense, wild or bananas? I don't know, but yeah, and apparently they're doing this because I guess the MTA is struggling. Because uh, no one wants to take it, and they're trying to help the MTA out. So they're 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 trying to eliminate the poor. Is basically what what this is. It's like you know, if you know if you're gonna have to go downtown, you're gonna have to pay a twenty three dollar toll. You're gonna think again about you know going down there. Like, do I really need to be down there? Do I really want to do a twenty three dollar toll? You know what I mean? And if you do to save twenty three bucks, you're just gonna take the train, which is what two seventy five now, which is like. The subway sucks anyway. It's just like, it's so funny. It's like they're trying to help out the MTA. The MTA gets worse every year, you know? There's never been a time I've been living here where I'm like, man, this, this is pretty nice. Things are, things are looking up here. No. All they do, too, is, is, is ever since, like, uh, you know, uh, COVID and, like, like, crime has gone up, you go on the train and all you hear is, like, you know, the, the New York City Police Department um, has increased – uh, officers here. If you're looking for a New York City officer, just look on the track. There's never any, never any, dude. Anytime I do Eastville Comedy Club in Brooklyn, and I take the train there to and from, I literally, it's like, it's like Russian roulette with every stop. Y- you're scared someone's gonna come on and fucking kill you every single stop, dude. And they, they, they it's so crazy. They, they, they literally, it's, it's 18 times dangerous there now. It's like you you you're scared to go on there past 11 p.m. and and was there what what are they doing? What are they doing? Instead of making it safer, they're like, "You know what? Let's let's try to encourage people to go on there." It's like they're trying to get us to like purge each other, you know? Just shove us all in. It's like So, if it works and you help out the MTA, more people are taking the subway. That means there's going to be more people, which means you need no more you need you need you need more trains, you need more employees. You need more this, that, this, that. You really think they're going to do that? I swear, dude, it's less every year. Every year, it's like we had to lay off 6 million employees because we're, we're struggling. And now you want to add more customers? It's like it's going to be so bad, dude. Like it's it's insanity how – like it's one thing if like let's say the subway was better and it was less dangerous 
and I feel like I go on there past 11 p.m. And then this happened. I'd be like, all right, you know, the subway's not that bad. I can see maybe they want to help them out. But the fact that it's worse, it's more dangerous. I mean, they closed down the 14th and 6th subway station. Um, like the transfer, that's a huge transfer. And you have to like get up and walk. It's like disgusting and like ugly to look at. And it's very, very inconvenient. And they want to charge us more. And they want to fucking encourage people to go on there to bail them out. It's like, I mean, I hate to sound like a... Uh, like a like a like a fucking whiny cunty like uh, uh, what a conspiracy guy, but it's like yeah, it's like the rich get richer, the one percent always win. Like remember, I, I I don't like I'm listen, I'm very stupid, but I, I I remember during COVID where they bailed out the airlines. It's like the it's like the airlines like, oh, we we need help. It's just like it, but like then you go and then it's like oh sir, we're gonna have to charge you for fucking farting on the plane, another eighty dollars. Your fart. Is a carry-on. You're like, what the fuck? You know? Oh, my God. It's like, if you get bailed down, you make more money. I would expect there's going to be changes. But you already know they're just going to take that money and fucking just do nothing with it, dude. I guarantee you, when this stupid thing comes into law and the subway is even more packed than it is now, there's going to be some bullshit announcement. Oh, we had to lay off all our employees. You know, AI is going to run the trains now. And it's just like, that's... That's the goal of every company, I feel like, is to have AI running it. Because then you people can't complain. You can't complain the chat GPT, you know? You can't complain. I mean, think about it. Anytime you fuck, you, you, some company fucks up your order, the airline fucks up your flight, you have to call, it's automated, right? You can't talk to anyone, and you want to kill yourself. And you know what? It's great, because you have a problem, they fucked up, and no one has to hear about it. AI, asshole intelligence. Anyways, that, that's just unbelievable, dude. I got a car in the city, too. I don't drive it, really, but, I mean, uh, oh, boy. I just got an email from Spectrum. It's another shit company. Literally, every every day, my internet goes out for at least an hour, and then we get, you get this email from them. Oh, there's service outage reported in your area. I'm like, service outage every day? And then they, they increase the, um, the the monthly bill to, like, te- from 49 to uh, 59.99. It's like their service is worse. They raised my, they raised my Equinox too, like fifteen dollars, which, man, it's already expensive. That's a kick in the nuts. But at least I like going there. Like I never go there and be like think like, oh, this is getting worse, you know. It's sad though because I get it. <laughs> I just went on this huge tirade. Fuck them, fuck that. What a scam. I understand though. Um, no, nah, it's just like. That's what life is. Like, you, you want to pay, if you can pay more money to, like, be comfortable and get away from people, I'm all for it, man. I mean, that's what I do when I'm at the airport for TSA pre-check. Skip the line, get away from people. Uh, I, I got a fucking Delta Amex card that I pay 550 a year to just to use, just so I can go into that fancy lounge, get away from the animals. Ah, uh, man. Yeah. That's, uh, that's the world we live in. It's sad. It's sad. It's really sad, man. I feel powerless. I just I just felt so powerless. I didn't know what to do. You just feel powerless and you know you just wanna you wanna take control but you can't. <laughs> Anyways, but yeah, that congestion. That's crazy, man. You know what also annoys me too? Um is whenever these guys get on the subway train and <laughs> They like literally will start. They'll they'll, they'll like bring their boombox right, and like you know, 
you can tell the people that come on um, the train to dance. Like, half the times, they don't even have a fucking shirt on, right? And they're ripped. So you just see these three perfectly robotic, no body fat, Brad Pitt and Fight Club human beings get on the train. And then you're just like, what the? F- oh. And then the, the boom box comes out. And they always, it's just so funny. Like, right before they dance, there's always one of the dudes. I guess he's, like, the leader of the group. He's the, the Raphael of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. He's the whatever, the, the alpha of the group. The fucking Rick of Walking Dead. He always will just be like, who's ready for a show? Are you ready for a show? And I, like, just don't, why are you asking? You, it's a rhetorical question. We're going to get the dance no matter what. You know, there's never been a time. I wish there would be a time where someone goes, no, I am not ready for a show. I don't want to hear a show. I had a long fucking day of work. I worked 12 hours. My wife hates me. I just want to go home and listen to my podcast. You know, I just want to listen to my podcast on the train and think about how much I hate my life. I don't want to hear your music. I don't want you to dance in front of me and get your foot two inches away from me. You know, I don't want it. You know you can't say that. If you say that, I'm sure they'll beat the shit out of you, you know? <laughs> you ready for a... I, it's a fucking... It's, it's cocky is what it is. It's a dick move. Because it's, it's intimidation. You know, you once you get on there with no shirt and abs, like, everyone's like, oh, boy, here, here it comes. They don't want to say anything. You know? Are you ready to, you know what reminds me of? <laughs> it's kind of like, it, it. it's pretty, it's actually a pretty good analogy, I think. It's like when the pilgrims came to um, <laughs> this discovered America, right? They just fucking showed up and they saw the Indians and they're like, we want this land, right? They went up to them. They're like, are you ready for us to give us your land? And they're like. Uh, I would prefer to, like, keep the land that I found. Like, my family's here. My my harvesting grounds are here. I'm, I'm, I discovered uh, uh, tobacco. We're smoking. And, like, I, I found this mushroom that gives me, psych, you know, uh, hallucinogens. This is pretty good. No, not really. And then, bah! They just start fucking dancing all over. The, the pilgrims start dancing all over the, the Indians and shit and taking their land, right? That's literally what it is. I'm sure they did, too. I'm sure they were like, hey, you want to share your land with us? And then the Indian's like, no, what the fuck? You just came out of nowhere. You, I was having a good day. You just fucking, in your fucking Santa Maria boat. Is that what it's called, Santa Maria? Is that what the boat's called? I got to get Siri going. Siri! Fucking so annoying, dude. It, 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 just, just, I'll just be chilling. I'll just be chilling. I'll say Kellogg's chips. I'll say the Seattle Mariners suck. I'll say, I want to jerk off, and the next thing you know, hi, James, how can I help it comes on. It's like, I didn't say Siri. But then when I actually go Siri, nothing happens. I think you got to press this. Is this it? Siri, what's the name of Christopher Columbus's boat? It never works when I want it to work. It only works by accident. What's the name of Christopher Columbus's boat? Here's some information. You can't tell me what his boat is? I can't read. I'm, on a, I'm doing a podcast now. Whatever. He was born in Jania. I didn't know that. Did you know he was born in Jania? I love how on like on my Google calendar it still says Christopher Columbus Day, but then it also says 
Indigenous People Day. It's like, I didn't know. I didn't know Google Calendar was a racist. Oh, let's cancel them. How do you close this? All right. How long have we done here so far? We've done 41 minutes. That's that's how long my set at the special taping is going to be. JamesKamasha.com for tickets. SymphonySpace.org. Um, um, I'm also going through this thing with um, social media right now. Do you guys like social media? Do you use social media to, like, portray yourself in an image that's not really you? How hot are you on Instagram? How hot are you in real life? You think you know that gap? It's a big gap. That's what you really are. You're the gap. <laughs> that could be a good ad, right? When you're trying to scare people off um, to, like, getting their shit together, you know? You're this hot on social media. You have 100,000 followers. How many friends do you have in real life? 11? Well, then your real number is 990. Fuck. I killed my point. You know my point. Anyways, I've been doing, um, man, I hate social media. I, 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 I've, uh, it's really, um, it's really bad, you know, for your mental health. And, um, like, I have some kind of a following. I have, like, 50,000 followers on um, Facebook and Instagram and, what is it, $180,000 on, on uh, TikTok. I got, what, 9,000, close to 10,000 subscribers on the Tubers. And, uh, you know, it's so funny because I'll tell people, and then they're like, dude, you're killing it. You're crushing it. You got a huge following, man. You must be getting booked everywhere. You must be enjoying life. It's like, one, I don't get booked anywhere. Two, it's... It's fucking a lot of work to do this shit, man. And it's like, I have this thing with social media. It's like, like, like right now I'm, I'm, comp- I'm like shadow banned or something. And I'm sure just me saying the word shadow banned and my phone's next. Where's my phone right here? Oh, maybe my phone's on airplane mode. Maybe I'll be okay. But man, it's like, it's so crazy how like I have videos get millions of views, right? And I'm on top of the world. I want to fucking like, you know, say fuck you to my ex. And then. I'll post something the next day, legitimately nothing. Like legitimately, like I posted something the other day. I looked at my phone six hours later. It had like uh, like seven likes. <laughs> I'm just like, how is this possible? How is this possible? I have a 50 million followers, 50,000, and how how is it no one seeing this? It's like, it's literally they're like it's it's um what do you call it? It's like um the gaming system. The casinos, it's like, it's like, I feel like if you put a coin in, you know, it'll go, you usually don't win, but then you go, oh, you know what, who wins on the first try? No one, who am I? Go in, and then you see like, it's always like the second or third time you, you get to like the, 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 me, the mega bonus, right? Where there's, let's say there's like three slots. It's mega, mega. You're like, oh my God, I'm going to be a millionaire. And then it's like a fucking cherry. And you're like, you win nothing. You're like, oh, Jesus, Louises. And then the next one you go, and then you win four bucks. You're like, here we go. We're, we're okay. All right. We're doing it. And then you go again. You get nothing. You're like, well, I was, I was going up. Let me go. Let me, let me see if I can get back on a groove. Put it in $2. All right. Here we go. And next thing you know, you've wasted $7 million and you've played for seven years. And, you know, you have a respirator and your kids are left and you, your wife divorced you. You know, that's what social media is, dude. It's literally like, like uh, okay, let's give them a video with a million views. Get them hard. Get them hopeful, 
and then we'll just have him bomb. So he's going crazy, trying to figure out what the fuck's going. And it's just so evil, man. It's so sick how their whole the whole purpose of these things is to like literally like how can we how can we just have some orbit between the app and his eyeballs where he cannot look. It's like a planet, right? Or like like a like the the wrong size of a like like the like the like a magnetic. How can we create a magnetic force between his eyeballs and the fucking app where he can't even look away anymore? That's all it does, you know? And like it's sick, dude. So now I'm going through and, and this is the worst timing cuz now I have a, pr- a, a special to promote. So now I'm posting these videos, these uh uh content literally getting nowhere, getting nothing. And I, I have a theory. My girlfriend and I were talking about this the other day. Um, you know how they have, the, how they have that camera um, in the front of your phone now? I, 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 we have this theory that if you open up Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Grinder, whatever it is, Happy Pride Month, um, the camera is looking looking at you, right? I think we all know that the camera is on looking at you. And if some hacker, some whatever guy, you know, wants to wants to tune in and see how your nose hairs are looking they can i think those those uh apps have control of those two and they can see where your eyes are going so even if you go on something and you don't interact with it they can see your eyes and and my girlfriend it, it was saying like the pupils it can see if your pupils are like dilating or whatever bigger small I, i'm not sure if dilating means smaller or bigger but whatever where you're getting like oh you have a reaction to it that keeps you on there it will like pick that up and it'll show you those things more because it's so funny because anytime Instagram, they'll do like a survey once in a while. And this is Facebook too. And TikTok. let's not, let's not all just give it, you know, give shit to Instagram, but they'll have this thing where it's like, did th- was this post helpful? Did you enjoy this post? Do you want more of this? Do you like this? Would you want more? And then if you go, no, you just get more of those same posts. It's, it's, it's like, it's like they, they're not asking you because they're, they're trying to filter it out for you. They're asking you to see, do you hate, are you hate fucking this? Are you hate watching this? <laughs> Should we show you more to keep you engaged more? It's just the most crazy evil thing. And it's like, it's literally, man, like, like, like every day, it's almost like I have herpes with this thing. You know? It's like I know it's this. Herpes is a bad way to put it. But um, I don't have herpes, by the way. Um that I know of. We all have herpes, right? How about those people? Right? You ever hear someone go, everyone has herpes, man. Come on. <laughs> you know that person had the, the herpes when they say that. Because they're trying to, they've already gotten so used to being like, well, you know, it's going to be good to take the medicine, the ointments, or freeze them off. It's going to be all right. Um, yeah. I'm dealing with that social media shit, man. And I'm trying to be cool with it, but it, it's tough. It feels good to talk about it a little bit, too, because when you talk about it with other people that aren't on social media, you just sound like a whiny little bitch, you know? <laughs> well, I didn't get enough likes. Yeah, well, you know, my fucking, I, I work nine to five, and I hate my life, I hate my job, I hate my boss, you know? And I don't have a choice. So fuck you. Morning. I'll take the seven likes. But, yeah, it's, uh... Every, every, every day, because I got to post on there to promote the special, to try to build a following, because that's how you get fucking booked in this in this, in this business now. I don't care what anyone says, too. All these people are like, funny, man. You got to be funny. Of course you have to be funny. That's the most important thing. You have to be funny and write jokes. But if you don't have any following, if you don't have any like anything that you're known for, no one can make money off of you. 
No one gives a fuck about comedy, about jokes, okay? That's just the fucking truth, all right? And um, you have to build a following, so I'm on there, and it's just like every time I check the likes, and it's just like it's just like it's just like a kick in the nuts of like you know my parents ignoring me, of my fucking not being my mom. You're not good enough. Get an A. It's just like I'm fucking trying, ah! you know. But I'm trying to be at peace with it because I I I think the stuff I post is funny, and then like the fucking eleven people that see it like it. That's the thing too. It's like. It'd be one thing if it had a million views and seven likes. Like, these videos are literally having 10 views and four likes. It's like, all right, so no one's seeing it, you know? It's like, it's like that's, I guess, way better than uh, the alternative. But it's a constant struggle, man. It, and it, 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 it's almost like, it's weird. It's like one of those, it's a drug. It's a legit drug. It's like if you were trying to get off heroin, but you had to do heroin every day to, like, survive, you know? And then you're trying to, like, fight off like falling into like a like a deep heroin hole you know it's really bad you know if anyone works for like meta or any of these companies um just help me out because i I don't want to kill myself oh jesus christ oh it looks hold on a second i guess we got a package or something hold on folks all right sorry about that i fucking it was probably one of the amazon fuckers they always bring the thing and then you open the door and they don't come in. They just fucking throw the package on the sidewalk. Um, but yeah, I don't want to talk about it. It's exhausting because I'm always in my head about the social media shit. And um, the one thing that does help is to know that um, <laughs> when I go get in front of real human beings at a comedy club or a comedy show, I do well. And, you know, to me, that's what matters, you know, so. Um, the craft, the art that that's, you know, being good at that and working at that, that's, uh, that's all I really give a shit about, which is why you should also come to my special taping July 28th, seven and nine 30 PM shows, symphony dot symphony dot symphony, 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 (laughs) symphony space. You ever say something so much, you don't even know what the fuck it is. Symphony space.org and James for tickets. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to. Trying to keep my sanity with social media. Um, it's tough, though, man. Like, just think about it. Like, you know, it, it's a drug. And, you know, it may sound corny or cheesy but or hack, but it really is because it affects your mood. It depletes your confidence. Um, it makes you wonder, like, compare yourself. Um, I was watching Chris Stefano's podcast earlier, and he, he's saying that Theodore Roosevelt quote, um, comparison is, like, strips you of your de- of a happiness or something comparison is a stripper of happiness <sighs> was that's not how you say it but it's something like that and it's right and it, 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 and it's just so crazy how these things are not in front of you in your everyday actual physical life um can really physically affect your mood you know and when your mood's affected physically your relationships around you are affected, and I blame social media. I take responsibility. I wish I was stronger. I wish I was more of like a secure person, but these things literally are like, I mean, they study brains like me, and I'm not the smartest person. I, If you put 10 brains in a room, my brain isn't any more special than anyone else's, right? So they study this, and they, they, they know how to fuck with us. And they're doing it. And, you know, 
my girlfriend and I, um, you know, well, uh, or my, my mom and I, I was going to say my wife, but my mom, my girlfriend, my cats, they're all affected by it, you know, because I'm all pissy and, and agitated because this fucking thing got seven likes. Fuck me. Man, it's an evil piece of shit, you know, and the worst part is, you know, you know, it's a piece of shit. You know, it sucks. You're a slave to it. Look at me. I'm doing a podcast. I got two cameras. You know, I got two cats. I got a microphone. I got a pop filter. Um, trying to feed the fucking thing. Because it's, it's rewarded. That's the worst part when these things are rewarded, right? Like like reality TV, keeping up with the Kardashians, as nice as their asses are. Watching those things just make you fucking dumb as shit. I mean, you just watch them and you feel stupid. But they get high ratings. They got a jillion followers. And they make a lot of money, and it's like, you see that, and you go, whoa. It's like, they got a good life. They got a lot of money. They got all the things I want. And, um, yeah, it's all rewarded. It's a weird world we live in. Weird world. By the way, speaking of Kim Kardashian, have you seen Kanye West in his, like, new Yeezy outfit? Let me see if I can find this. There was a video of him and his wife, um... And like, like they have these like new Yeezy outfits on, but it literally looks like he's in scuba diving gear. Let me see if I can find it. I'm gonna type in here Yeezy wife scuba. A Yeezy, Kanye West, Kanye wife scuba Yeezy. Here we go. Kanye West bizarre sock shoes confuse fans. Oh. Weird. The title on Google changed when I opened up the article. Looks like he's wearing soccer pads. Kanye West baffles fans with bizarre sock shoes after he was seen sporting the unique footwear during outing with wife Bianca Sensori. Yeah, dude. It looks like he's wearing... I mean, I don't even... I can't even explain it. He looks like... He looks like what... People... Like, when you saw those uh, shows from, like, the 80s, like Star Trek, he looks like what those people look like. Or he looks like what people thought people in the future would look like. He's got, like, leggings on. Like, his fucking his fucking package is completely dangling out. He's got knee pads on. I mean, yeah, it looks like he's wearing socks. Like, scuba gear. And then, like... What's his name? I saw Con. Uh, not Kanye. I saw Travis Scott. He was out in public with like these knee pads on, like these like rollerblading knee pads on with smiley faces now, and like, I mean, it's amazing. Like the fashion. Like, is this fashionable or is it just like these guys are so rich and cool? Like, like they're trendsetters in a way, right? Sorry, I'm looking at more of these stupid outfits that Kanye is wearing, but it's like. Here's an, I don't, I don't know, scuba boot or whatever the fuck. But yeah, like, um, let me see if we could pop the Travis Scott thing for the audience. Since I'm my own producer here. Travis Scott knee pads. Let's see if I can. Yeah, here we go. He's wearing Capital Global knee pads. Also, his security was carrying a Utopia briefcase. I love, dude. All right, we can talk about this for a little bit, but yeah, he's got knee pads on, and he's not even rollerblading. 
or skateboarding. It's a fashion thing. What is Capital Global? How many followers does it have? Four to seven k followers. I mean, it's amazing. Like, he, you know, they these guys wear these crazy outfits, and you know, if I wore those outfits, people would make fun of me. I would get thrown out of every fucking venue. I, even Dwayne Reed. If I went on into Dwayne Reed with these on, they'd be like, "Sir, get the fuck out of here. You can't wear horse shit like that. Embarrass yourself." You know. But these celebrities, my girlfriend does this to me all the time. I'll wear like outfits that are not nothing. Like, I will be wearing knee pads, but I'll wear like you know, you know, and, and you know. Now it's like the look now is like a fucking, especially in New York, it's a fucking quarter zip, um, with like shorts, like short, short khaki shorts with like boat shoes, right? That's what like every chick in New York is kind of into, you know, a rich, a dude that looks like he has a good job, you know, and he looks kind of like like. You know, like in like the quarters, it will be pink or something, you know. And, you know, if I wear like oversized baggy pants, which I do because they're one, they're comfortable Two, I like streetwear. And then wear like a Supreme shirt or a bathing ape shirt with like 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 hyped shoes. Like my girlfriend would be like, you look like a child. Like you can't like what are you fucking trying to do here? I'm like, this is this is what I like to wear. And I think this is what's cool. And, and then she'll, you know, if Travis Scott wore this outfit, you would think it was the coolest thing ever. And then she'll be like, you're not Travis Scott. I'm like, yeah, I know. But, like, let me just be myself, you know? Anyways. But uh, I want to talk about this real quick. Um, Travis Scott, has his, his new album Utopia is coming out soon. And he's been, like, seen with pictures of him and his bodyguards, different bodyguards who are all just fucking terrifying looking. I mean, the picture of this guy, I mean, he's got some wild haircut. He's got fucking tattoos of like outlining the the bones in his arms, and he's got the a, a briefcase handcuffed to him that says Utopia on it. And I guess we can all assume that the album or whatever the files of the albums, the discs, or I don't know what they're the file the album is in there, right? And he's going around town with different security guards with the briefcase handcuffed to the to, to the security's wrist. Which is, that's a really great marketing technique, you know? Because you see that, and it's just, it's just so badass, you know? So, I give uh, I give Travis Scott credit. That's what I'm going to do when my special comes out. Because we're doing an album version of it, right? We'll get some physical albums. And then I'll, I'll hire some uh, fucking scary-looking dude and handcuff the, the album to his wrist. And then I'll, I'll, I'll get Salacuse, my buddy Salacuse, to take pictures of us in public. <laughs> Again, if Travis Scott would do that, so cool, so badass. If James Camacho did that, are you fucking crazy? What's wrong, you Jimmy Jim? You what? what you're gonna handcuff what? The? I'm sure this guy, this security guard, would do it for free too. If I had to hire security, I if I asked a security guy to handcuff his wrist to my comedy special, <laughs> I would probably have to pay him a million dollars. He would not want to do it. Anyways, oh, I'm such a loser. And it's not getting any better because Instagram's giving me six likes a post. Let's do a quick check right now. I posted something today. Let's see, this is this is this is what I do all day. I check my 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 likes and then I I, I uh, contemplate suicide. I got sixty one likes on my post today. Um, how long ago did I post it? Long time ago. I have a post from like what last week that got six hundred eighty one. It makes no fucking sense. You know what? I'm just going to have to accept the fact 
that I don't know how to please robots. I don't know what turns algorithms. I don't know what gets AI hard. I just don't. One day, I should get a book. You know they have Kama Sutra books? I should get Kama Sutra for AI books and try to figure out how to, you know, dictate these AIs into um, liking my stuff. Anyways, all right. Stop sounding so bitter, James. Move on. Um, all right. I think that's about it. I think we were about an hour in. Um, real quick before we end, let me show you what Jimmy James is wearing today. Today I have on, if you watched my top 10 uh, sneakers in my collection video, I appreciate it. This is the number one sneaker right now I have in my collection. It's actually one of my, more, my, my more newer pairs. It's the Nike SB Jordan 4 Pine Green. Um, man, ugh. Nike SB. Such a beautiful shoe, such a comfortable shoe. Um, I'm so happy I have these. Um, that's what I'm wearing today. I'll show you the other, other side. And there we go. All right, where are we at? An hour and two minutes. If you guys, I don't know if you guys uh, realize, but I finally got a new battery for the camera. That's why we're at an hour right now and nothing shut down. I got one of those dummy batteries that connects to the outlets. Um, still going to be getting a new camera soon, so we're hoping to up the quality of the podcast real soon. It's just that this should cost money, bro. I'm funding a special. I'm poor. I got seven likes. So please bear with us. Um, Mixed Mutts Podcast. We're recording an episode tomorrow. I think we're recording one with a pretty big guest Sunday. And then, um, so I'll give you a little a tease. Um, Shivani and I are recording an episode, just us. Um, also, comment. If you like the, what do you prefer? Us having guests or just Shivani and I bullshitting? Let me know. Um, we're having someone that was actually on America's Got Talent on the podcast soon. And we are having someone that's a filmmaker for a lot of Asian-American mixed-race uh, movies and TV shows coming up as well. That's very exciting stuff. Um, those episodes will be out in the new future. Like I said, um, you know, Shivani is a Ph.D. student in neuroscience. She has so much shit going on, dude. I mean, she is fucking unbelievable. She's, she's, she's the most amazing smartest most selfless person i've ever met in my life the fucking eight things she's doing right now that are just like groundbreaking like just like just like just like you know science calculus like 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 i don't want to get specifically into what it is because it's part of her work but dude i've never seen someone juggle so many complicated intricate genius level type of things um and you know whenever she's able to do the podcast that's when we're you know it's it's we're lucky, you know, and she's super fucking funny at the same time. So um, the mixed months podcast are coming. But in order to, like, give you guys the content that you deserve um, weekly on a more consistent, regular basis, I will be doing a kicking with Camacho every week. That's kind of be uh, like the sneaker stuff I was going to do. I'll still do like top 10 list and shit here and there, but that's kind of going to. It's kind of all, what is it, umbrella, umbrella company. That's we're all umbrelling right now. Okay, I don't know what the fuck I'm saying, but um, come get tickets to the special, July 28th, Leonard Nimoy Talia Symphony Space. I'm contractually obligated to say it like that, or they'll come down and fucking rape my skull. 
No. See, there I go again, making it about sex. Shivani's right. Um, get tickets. If you get tickets, message me. Send me a screenshot. That'd be pretty cool. And if you can't make it, if you're not in New York City, no need to fret. I have a bunch of tour dates coming up. Um, doing a lot of Northeast stuff right now. Um, I guess I'll have this out later today or tomorrow. This Saturday, I'll be at Slotesburg, New York, Slaughter Comedy at Characters Bar and Grill. That's a great... I haven't been there since, like, oh, my God, like, in, like, six years, man, or five years. That's a, That was a fun fun venue. I, I did a comedy competition there when I was a, a loser open micer, and now that I'm, I'm headlining there. Look at that. Look at that. That's what Seven Likes will get you. Oh, could I be more better sounding? And then Sunday, I'll be at the comic strip. Um, I got a whole, I got a whole new like ten minutes, by the way. So if you if you want to see the act and also see different material, if you want to see the act I'm doing for the special and different material, then come see me do like smaller sets around the city during the week if you live in New York. Um, and then, oh, here's a big one: June eighth, next Thursday, I'm opening for Ben Bailey at the Bergen Performing Arts Center in Englewood, New Jersey. That's a fucking gigantic theater. Ben Bailey's famous. He's from Cash Cab. I got hooked up with this gig. I'm super excited for, and I gotta, I gotta fucking do well because, you know, it, it, one, I, 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 you know, I want to be a good comic, but two, Ben Bailey is a big deal. I got referred by someone that works at the Comedy Cellar to do this show. So you know, if I crush it, maybe I can finally, you know, maybe it can help me get into the Comedy Cellar or something. You know. And, um, yeah, it'd be nice to get that video, too, doing well in front of people, a million people. But, um, yeah, Englewood, New Jersey, Bergen Pack, June 8th, June 10th, headlining Rhino Comedy, Suffer, New York. And then I'm going to be on um, uh, West Coast. I'll be in the Santa Cruz, San Jose area doing shows. I will, like, put out those shows soon. I'm still finalizing exactly what I'm doing. I'm going there for a wedding, so I got to figure out exactly what nights I'm free or not. And then June 21st, I'm doing a small show in Hoboken, New Jersey. June 24th, Dojo Comedy in Morris Plains, New Jersey. Um, those are all shows where I'm going to be running the material for the special. And then July 9th, Chattanooga, Tennessee. I'll be headlining the Comedy Catch. And then Austin, maybe July 13th. And then July 14th, maybe Houston, maybe um, and then Miami, July 21st, 22nd, Comedy Inn, and then the special taping. Please come out to that. And then after that, once the special is taped, we got Hartford, Connecticut, City Steam, August 4th, 5th, San Diego, Mic Drop Comedy, August 20th. And, you know, if those Texas states don't work out in Austin and the other city in Texas that I, I don't remember the name of, um, what's the other one? Houston, if they don't work out, it's going to be all right. November 3rd and 4th, Dallas Comedy Club in Dallas. Tickets for that will be up shortly. And then December 1st and 2nd, Comedy Loft, D.C. We're coming back. Um, I did so well there that they invited me back the same weekend I left, actually. Um, JamesCamacho.com for tickets to everything. If you're on social media, you know, I hate to be this guy, and I've been sounding bitter the whole podcast and bitching. Give me a like, share the content. If you truly enjoy what I'm doing, share with a friend, like it. You can comment the silliest shit. You can even comment negative stuff. Say your nose looks big big in this. I can see your nose hairs. You're ugly. Cut your hair, you fucking psychopath. Whatever you want to say. I don't care. 
let's get the algorithm thinking I'm important enough, all right? We got to do it. I don't want to have to show my tits to get famous or show my feet or do whatever I have to do. I want to get famous off my material. And uh, follow me. Everything. We're almost at 10K on YouTube, which is pretty cool. So tell a friend to subscribe. Keep watching the episodes. This is Kicking It with Camacho. Mixed Mutts Podcast will be coming up. Keep looking out for the stand-up clips. Comedy special. And um, happy Pride Month. And we'll see you next week. Zeitgen adios.